Fit for Life Radio, episode number 78, inching our way closer, triple digits. One day. Today we're going to do, it's really more just almost a a rant, just something that needs... pretty much all this is going to be today. We probably touched on it before in more formal topics and settings, but in general, we're going to talk about just exercise and... This is your body. Yeah. Right? Like, don't destroy it, basically. Mm-hmm. You and know? Really more just, you know, we meet with new people at our gym. We had someone come through the other day who had torn their bicep tendon, which is, I mean, that's like serious stuff. Yeah, that's a... It normally doesn't happen accidentally. Well, it never happens on purpose. Yeah. But um, there's some But it's things... hard to make it happen, man. Yeah. Like, and... it's... You just want to realize that, you know, if you have a coach or a trainer, at the end of the day, there's a huge responsibility. Like, it's people's bodies. Yeah. You know, you can go on YouTube and watch stuff and yeah, see. You see people doing, like, really cool things or wild things. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's not a video game. Yeah. You like, know? this is it's, your body, dude. It's not something you can just play around with and, you know, or a toy, something you can just put down. Um, or something that just goes back to the way it was before you heard it. Um, like there's consequences to mm-hmm. to exercise, and exercise is like it's risky. It's just a risky yeah. activity, and you can mitigate the risk as best you can by making really, you know, smart choices with programming. But you know, there's plenty of people out there that maybe don't know better, or coaches that just suck and you know want to do things for entertainment value or make people feel cool or whatever that may be and like that's dangerous. Yeah. And I think a lot of the root of it too is people overvalue fatigue. Yeah. You like know, thinking like I, I need to be so tired and destroyed and worn mm-hmm. out and that's just not the case for like making progress in some way. Yeah, in reality fatigue almost can be a huge enemy because if you're always training in a fatigued state especially with strength and resistance training stuff yeah you you really could be reinforcing bad form and bad habits and especially somebody who's like we'll, we'll call a beginner right mm-hmm. you know if you're a pro like and you understand what you're doing maybe a you know a pro crossfitter yeah. you have to train in a fatigue state at some point but we're talking beginners here and you're trying to you have keep, to build a base yeah you yeah. have no base of technique and form and, and just no understanding of what your body's actually capable of yeah um so that's that's dangerous because you yeah. have no idea what you're doing basically mm-hmm. well let's use an example so we had a client you know our new person i sat down with and they had at an old program torn their bicep tendon and they were they're you know overweight have a, a heavier body mass index and but they also told me how they lost a bunch of weight from surgery and so i asked them right right away i knew that if they snapped something they had to been like hanging doing yeah. something like so i was like were you hanging from anything and they said they were doing burpee chin-ups right which is where you do burpees and each burpee you jump into a pull-up bar and you kind of grab it and do so it almost gives you the momentum momentum. so people who if you can't do a strict chin-up it gives you momentum to kind of get into that chin-up but then you're sitting there also doing burpees with this yes you're you're fatiguing right so understand that when you get cardiovascularly fatigued you're literally not able to replace the oxygen you need, right? So your body is going to, you're going to be weaker. Yeah, you're using glycogen and you're Mm going to deplete that. And then like, yeah, your muscles can't do their job as well. 
um, and you're just out of breath. So then let's break it down. Then also I asked how, you know, this person weighed over 300 pounds at the time. So they didn't have the strength or prereqs to even of doing a chin up. Yeah. So think about it. If you do a strict chin up, well, it's not just your muscles pulling you up. It's also your joints and ligaments. Everything's so, got to be able to handle it. But if you just work to where you can do real chin ups and train them, now you're building the musculature, you're building the joint and ligament integrity to be able to do them. Yeah. And, and something to understand too, is that, you know, for a lot of movements, we'll, we'll kind of focus in on maybe body weight movements because they're all the relative, right? It's relative strength. Um, you know, something like a chin up or even a push up, you know, if you have, you know, a higher body fat percentage, like it's going to be harder straight up. Like, well, it's just more weight. It's just more weight yeah. to move. Now think about somebody who like if you're myself, 300 pounds doing a push up is, or doing a pull up. Well, that's like a 150 pound person doing a pull up with 150 yeah, pounds. That's like me doing weight pull ups with Gary on my back is yeah. essentially what that is. And so realize that that might not be my best option, my best mm-hmm. option for, you know, training that, that pattern, right. I might be better off doing something like a lat pull down or yeah. whatever. So, you know, get stronger and then also maybe lose weight. So I can kind of meet in the middle and, you know, maybe one day be able to do a chin up and same thing with pushups, you know, yeah. do a dumbbell press instead of a, yeah. a push up. And as your, you know, body weight and strength kind of converge, like but you'll it, be better at them. Yeah. And aside from kind of, I don't want to get too far into just like the programming and stuff no, behind no. it. I'm, I'm more want to keep, keep going with the rant of how ridiculous this is and irresponsible. Right. Yeah. So then you take up. someone who doesn't have the integrity, joint integrity, the strength, and now you're fatiguing them. And then you're putting them in a compromised position, hanging 300 pounds, hanging from a bar that they don't aren't able to even and then just do normally telling them to repeatedly do it. And that's not just one, it's a bunch. Yeah. Then you get an awful injury. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like that's completely avoidable. Yeah. You put somebody in a bad um, position and lit, it's our job as coaches to do what's best for each individual person. Now we might yeah. do like group training, but we do a damn good job of making sure that every person's taken care of. And every person is doing a variation of an exercise that is suitable to them. And that's important. And that's our job is to make sure that this person's prepared to do what we're asking. And if they're not, and I either encourage it or turn a blind eye, then mm-hmm. like that's on, that's on me. And it's understanding that first of all, like what, what is your goal, right? And most people's goals, 90% of the people we meet with, they want to improve their body composition, which essentially is losing body fat and then gain muscle strength, yes. things like that. Well, just going to the gym and doing a hundred burpees and burpee pull-ups and running around the gym four times to then go and then go going to do like a dumbbell press. Um, so mixing all your strength stuff with your cardio stuff so that you can just be tired and fatigued. It's not doing any of those things. No, it's making you tired. It's literally, that's it. What dumbbell press do you think you're going to have better form on one where you sit there and that's all you're focused on. And Mm. then you stop and rest appropriately in between and then do it again with intent and focus or one where you just ran around the block two times. Now you're gasping for air and then having to grab a weight and you're just really probably at that point trying to get through it. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you know, what am I trying to, what am I trying to accomplish? Um, so yeah, it's just, yeah. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, look, we want to encourage exercise and people that are encouraging exercise, but you have to remember 
this is your body. Like these are like you only get one of all these things. Yeah. Um, so there needs to be a little more responsibility. And also too, the great thing with this is it you get better results by having more folk and actually not chasing fatigue. Yeah. Fatigue has a time and place. That's not to say don't do in cardio that pushes you into a super discomfortable yeah, place, but you just don't really want to be pairing it with strength, no. technique-driven exercises. And that shouldn't be like the basis of, is this a good workout or not? Yeah. Like that's not a, a very good mm-hmm. indicator, especially with strength stuff. Um, and, and unfortunately, that's where most places operate out of. They're like, oh, if we get a new person that wants to try it. We want to make them tired. We need to make them tired. So therefore, every workout's like, well, let me impress people with how tired I can make them. Yeah. But the reality is, for your current clients, you're doing them a disservice. Yeah. What, what, are they getting better at all with that? No. And then you're almost programming people to think, this is the expect. This is what I expect. I yeah. need to be this tired. This is the only way to get out. good results or to get a good workout in. Um, and another thing to realize, too, is that I think people get caught up with like a exercise variation, right? Like we use a chin-up, for example, thinking that like I have to do this to get better at it, right? Mm-hmm. Where like... You might be better off just, like I said, losing weight, never touching a chin-up and doing, you know, like I said, a lat pull-down is getting your back strong and just know, like, you have to know your ability. Like, if you can't do something, make it easier to where you can execute well, do that for a long time and then maybe slowly step up. But if you overextend yourself, it's never going to end up in a good place. Like, that's Mm -hmm. how you get hurt. You get hurt, you're doing things you're not prepared for. And, you know, when you're on your own, you have to be a little more aware of that. But if you have a coach, your coach should be telling you, you're not ready for this. And it's fine to say that. And we might piss people off sometimes when we're like, hey, you need to take it a step back. But that's our job. And if it makes somebody mad, which it has in the past, sometimes it's just a little bit of an ego hit. um, That's fine. You know, it's part of our job to not be everybody's best friend in every moment, um, but also keeping them safe and in a zone they should be in in that moment yep and most people i think will say they want to work out they want to feel better they want to move better they want to look better just chasing fatigue literally does none of those zero none none all it does is um improve mental health or not mental health um (laughs) it, it improves for a lot of people like mental that mental edge you know so to go to that place where you have to push through which that if you want to train that yeah you only need to do it like once a week once a month yeah that's Um, not something you have to train all the time but and then as far as look better that just well that comes down to maintaining building muscle and losing body fat which is a big part which essentially is nutrition and resistance training. training properly so you know there's not like fall on the floor fatigue with any of those no. things then move better involves moving better so you it's it's learning how to move your body correctly against resistance things like that well if you're super fatigued you typically your form breaks down reinforcing so now you're actually pattern. reinforcing poor movement patterns and then feel better well that's you know that's where it could be a toss up right a lot of people think they feel better feeling completely exhausted yep. Uh, but you're normally chasing cortisol, you're chasing the stress hormone, you're, you're chasing that uh, endorphin and high. But the reality is most people will feel better over the long run by 
having a little more tame workouts because yeah. it's going to impact. It's going to be super stressful. You're going to start to have that zombie feeling. You're going to yeah, struggle with sleep. Yeah, and that adds up over time, like a lot. Yeah. I just had a uh, – well, he used to be a nutrition client, but he's just on Instagram, and he messaged me saying how he was struggling with just sleep and stuff. And so I asked him how his workouts were, and he mentioned how he was doing like 30-second rests between sets right of his exercises so Sounds really after awful. the first set it almost becomes cardio you're getting super yeah. fatigued and he added in more rest and a little less total sets and instantly he said he had the best night of sleep he's had in months yeah because you're not overstressing yourself mm-hmm. you know that that kind of it really ramps up your nervous system when you're doing that like yeah. we'll call it high intensity stuff because i'm sure his heart rate got pretty high not resting like that um but yeah your, your nervous system can't handle that a lot of the times and yeah. it overextends you but that makes you unable to fall asleep because you're like you know you're ramped up basically and can't come back down into that parasympathetic state so yeah so you just need to step back and ask yourself what do i really want to accomplish if it's yeah what's the move better feel better look better then chasing fatigue and doing these ridiculous workouts where you just show up and your warm-ups like 100 burpees um (laughs) there's no point right like that's literally just like here, here's a quick fix. You'll feel like you've accomplished a lot because you're tired. But the reality is, like, it's not really moving you anywhere. It's not moving your needle yeah. at all. It's just keeping you happy day to day with, mm-hmm. oh, I did work. Oh, I did work. And that's just yep. repeating that until. And the ironic you thing stop. is, <laughs> if you want to get better at doing 100 burpees, well, you need to focus on getting a leaner body composition and stronger. Right. And then all literally without ever doing a burpee, you're going to be better. If you address those two things, you will then become a burpee machine. Yeah, dude, you could do it. Do two exercises. You could do, I'll say either a push up or a dumbbell press and a rear foot elevated split squat. Yeah. And, that, and that's going to, that make will you, like yeah. greatly improve your and dial in your nutrition, get rid of excess body fat. Yeah. Cause remember a burpee is body weight exercise. You're yeah. moving your body from point A to point B. So the less body fat you have the easier it's going to be because yep. the less you have to move especially when you have to do 100 mm-hmm. as a warm-up yeah if someone told you you had to do 100 burpees for a warm-up what would you do turn around and leave i'd fight him <laughs> and then leave <laughs> not do them what, what are those jokes where it's like would you rather fight like a hundred horse-sized horse, ducks <laughs> horse-sized ducks or one you know Wait, a hundred... One duck-sized horse. No, a hundred no. duck-sized horses or one... Horse-sized horse duck. Size duck. There you go. <sighs> Bro, duck-sized horses. Dude, that horse-sized duck. That's like a dinosaur, bro. But I feel... But you... <sighs> now, if we go... I think there's a difference. Maybe it's like a bear where you could yell at it and it'll scare it away. Maybe, but do they when they start flapping Okay, wings, well, let me ask you this. Okay, what if it was a goose? I was going to say, let's not <laughs> even do these hypothetical animals. Would you rather fight 100 geese or one bear? <sighs> it's actually hard. <laughs> I think I'm going with the bear. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. What kind of bear, man? Black bear? If you say grizzly bear, I'm going to I'm going to geese. But a black just bear, a standard I feel, black bear, just yeah. a standard. Ah, man, I don't know. That's risky though. What if he had a bad day and he's like, I don't care what okay. you do. I'm going to take. What that if out fifty of the geese had a bad day? Well, they always have a bad day. Yeah, geese are so mean. I'm going with the geese, man. I can't take the risk. Okay, if I go inside, the bear can still follow me. But the geese, dude. The, but the geese, at least if the bear gets you, it's probably quick. <sighs> yeah, but the geese. What if you start? You're, you're kind of beating the geese. And then all of a sudden, they just kind of start to win. 
and then you 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 get overwhelmed. Death by and then you just geese. know this is it. Right. Yeah, slowly getting destroyed by yeah. geese. I still gotta go geese, man. I gotta. They're just pooping on you. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta. I gotta do oh, it. Oh man, that's what you're doing. That's what when you got you know it's like mm. reevaluate what you're doing and like just take inventory. Is this benefiting me or am I just getting tired? And like we said, like there's a time and place for like fatigue. Absolutely is. But every day and every workout is not like where you want that to be. Most of your workouts should be resistance training with long rest periods. Now we'll classify long as moderate. Yeah. One to three minutes. Exactly. That's what I was going to go with. Depending on uh, the more demanding an exercise is, the more rest, the more rest you need. Like split squats, bro. Yeah. If you're doing split squats right, you're happy to have three, four minutes rest. Yeah, like I do between legs. Just give me three minutes. Yeah. Tricep press downs. You know, one minute's probably gonna be exactly. Fine. It's just not as systemically demanding. So, uh, but like if you do an exercise and then 30 seconds later you're doing another mm-hmm. set, <clears throat> one, like you're not using enough of a load. If you can just you're ready to go in 30 seconds, or that next set or next sets are gonna be just garbage compared to your first one. And you're not going to really get anything out of it aside from getting tired, which doesn't do a whole lot in terms of results. So I think a lot of it comes too from like athletics and when people, you know, used to play sports or they still do and you associate, well, yeah, you're in competition, you're pushing yourself and and you push past fatigue, but you have to understand that that's competition, right? And competition is not healthy right no, it's not it's it comes not with its risks you it's, know it's just a sport it's things we made up to do for for fun right um it doesn't mean that they're like a holy grail of of uh health and f- they're and not fitness think right? about how many people you know that got hurt playing sports like during yeah. a game or whatever you're like, you're literally it's probably that's how most people have gotten hurt is mm-hmm. playing sports so you're literally opening the door and welcoming higher risk for the reward of winning of winning right and a lot is fine like when you understand the risk but if you're a 40 year old person that just wants to feel better Mm -hmm. like that risk is not what you want yeah and and also step back and look at it this way well you're you're also a kid so you're more resilient typically or if you're a professional athlete you're getting paid or you're still typically in your 20s exactly so notice how most professional athletes I mean, your 30s, you're, you're done, right? So why then does people in their 30s, 40s, 50s... Um, feel like they have to train like a Feel like athlete? they have to train and, and their workouts need to make them feel how competition felt when they were 18 years old. Yeah. You got, you got to let it go. Yeah. And realize there's, there's a difference between training and competing or even testing, right? If you're always testing, right? You go for a one rep max every, every day. How are you going to feel? And are you even going to improve? You're just kind of trying the same weight over and over and that's going to have diminishing returns Mm -hmm. and really not going to get much return on it. But training is, you know, you know, working out at a, a lower weight than your one rep max to, to slowly get stronger over time. And even let's separate it from exercise and look at gymnastics, track, for NFL football players, yeah. college, look they, at their practice. Their competition intensity is never. They don't train at that at all. Never. Think about gymnastics. You spend all your time working on different little techniques skills. and forms and skills, and then you work on your routine, and then you kind of go through your routine a ton, practice-wise at a lower intensity until you piece it all together, uh, and then you get 
the benefit of competition and the adrenaline and all that. Same thing, football. They play 16 games a year. Yeah, like their practices are not... It's <laughs> breaking down all the different little skills and lower intensity. And the and, plays and all of that. Yeah. You know, yet everyone wants to be 40 years old and go to the gym and treat every single day like it's this... Like it's, like a, it's a game. A competition a and they need game. to be laying on the f- floor puking, right? Yeah, and it's not the reality. I mean, even track. Like... How much rest between, like if you're doing sprint intervals or something, yeah. bro, the amount of rest well, you take Well, it's funny how them. somehow in fitness, like interval training came about, <sighs> high-intensity interval training, but if you're it's not even truly doing a high-intensity interval, you would need, you need three, four, five, six, seven, eight minutes of rest. Yeah. Otherwise, you weren't going all out. Yeah. It's all about like doing, like we'll say peak performance. It, it may not be 100%, but like very high output. And then resting until you can literally repeat that exact yeah. same output again, which and, may be five, six minutes. Yeah. And I was a sprinter and I'm a fan of track and field. And yeah, the way you train, say your 100 meter dash, you do, do one, right? At like 80% effort, 90%. And then you rest like 10 minutes. And then you just chill. You, because they don't want, you don't want to run fatigued. No, because then, um, like, yeah, you might get hurt. When, and your form's not going to be on yeah. point, right? So and you're not going to be as explosive. Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, again, realizing, yeah, where some of maybe these thoughts come from. Another one is just from like anything like the media commercials, uh, Uh, we see, you know, all, all this like intense stuff in a Reebok commercial and it's like, well, that's how I got to do it. Right. Or, um, and then another big one is our own people feel like they need to punish themselves, Right. So you're upset about food you ate or your lack of activity so to you make up for real it, hard i have to i have to like feed this exhaustion and yeah it's okay. just not the answer man one of the worst things to ever happen is the phrase no pain no gain dude i mm. i hate it it just makes my blood boil because then it makes people think that like it you needs have to, to like yeah. suffer and be in pain and it like on an you know individual level like some people literally don't tell us when they're in pain yeah. because of it. They think like, Oh, this is just part of the process. But like, if yeah. you're, if you're literally hurting, stop. <laughs> like, and pain's different than discomfort. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, say you do a set of dumbbell presses, your muscles are, and you push it close to failure with good form. That's you're going to have fatigue and discomfort. But if, but your, shoulders but if hurting, yeah, your shoulders screaming at you, like don't do what you're doing or go, you know, lighter on it. Um, but yeah, that's one of my least favorites. Mm-hmm. It just drives me up the wall. Yep. It just sets a really weird expectation for people. And that's another problem with fatigue is actually say you're in this super state of fatigue, all of a sudden you can, it can mask pain. Yeah. Right. So then you're actually training through some, like an injury or, or, or your body signaling that you're about to be injured and not quite realizing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not a good thing either. Yeah. We've had people who are runners and they just kind of go and just want to get in that zone where they're super tired and then they're like, I don't feel my injuries now, but really it's just because your body's pumping like yeah. endorphins <laughs> and, um, goods, you know, basically blocking the pain, but it doesn't mean it's not yeah, happening. It, it didn't go away. It's just under the surface. Yeah. So just realize, you know, and, and unfortunately, like you, I wish all fitness professionals really own like took the responsibility of you have these people's bodies and we have one you know right shoulder and one left shoulder and one right knee and one left knee and yeah, and, but, and then it's our, your responsibility you can't eliminate all risk but no, you absolutely can't and then like stuff happens sometimes but like it's 
there, there's some stuff that's super careless and super, yeah, you know, bad. Exactly. And if, if you ever notice that you go to a training facility and that seems like what they're selling is fatigue. Like I can make you, we have the most tiring workouts. Yeah. You should probably, probably run the other way. Else. Yeah. That's just because that's you, because they, you need to have confidence to do it properly, which yeah, it's not going to be as fatiguing. There's going to be more emphasis on focus and intent. It's going to benefit everybody, man. Yeah. That's how you get better. That's how you move better. That's how you feel better. That's how you look better. Yeah. And really like, do people put their trust in us too, to like do what's best for them. And if we don't like, you know, we're letting people down by doing that Yeah. as a, as professionals. So if anyone's listening to this, that coaches just remember that like people trust us and they pay us to have their best interests at heart and not just to entertain them. Or make them feel good about what the work that they just did. Yeah. Mm. It's like I, I need a drink after that. Yeah. Got it off my chest. It's 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully that, that sits with some of you. Some of you yeah. Because just, it's, you know, and again, it's not that, that those kind of barn burner workouts don't have a time and place. No, for one. Hopefully they're, they, you know, when you are doing something that's going to fatigue you a lot, the exercise selection lowers the risk, you know, um, which is something we always try to do. So it's kind of dummy proof stuff that you can't screw up. Like sleds are great. Things like that. And that's why we do a lot of machine work, air like bikes, rowers, bikes, things like that. Like there's just, instead of doing like a, you know, we'll use a barbell snatch yeah. as an example. Like this is a high risk. And when you throw that into, you know, a cardio style workout, it's just your form mm-hmm. breaks down. Um, there's a lot of risk without it being a cardio workout. So, um, 